back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Ticket Water Cooler here on a Monday. Of course, we're here for your noon hour, 12 to 1 lunch hour every weekday, Monday through Friday on 93.7 The Ticket. And we usually like to talk a lot of Husker football. So let's get into that. It was a big weekend for Nebraska recruiting-wise. Malachi Coleman, of course, the big in-state kid, in-city kid. He's in Lincoln, uh, over there at Lincoln East. Commits to Nebraska, the first commitment of any kind to Nebraska since Mickey Joseph has taken over and uh, feels pretty big. I mean, he's a four-star athlete. Maybe Maybe more on the uh, maybe more a four star because of, of his potential, I suppose. He's got to kind of fill into his body. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, um, he's uh, it's a big commitment for Nebraska. And what does it mean for Mickey Joseph? Is what a lot of people are kind of questioning. Does it mean that Malachi has the inside scoop and he knows that Mickey Joseph is returning? <gasps> I would probably wouldn't bet on that. I doubt but, that. But he is—he uh, does probably feel pretty good about the way the program's uh, heading, and and feels Mickey's got a chance because it, you know, with his uh, with his comments, it feels like Mickey was a big part of this whole thing. He did speak to the fact that at one point Nebraska was not in the lead, so you know, a lot of people that were feeling extremely confident for the entire time of his uh, recruitment. He says that there was a time where Nebraska wasn't in the lead, but you know, in speaking to Mickey and, and, and talking with Mickey and everything that Mickey has told him, that he feels confident enough in the program and in Mickey Joseph that he was ready to commit to Nebraska and, and ready to, to play ball for the Huskers. So we'll see if if his commitment and his comments are in any way indicative of, of the future of Nebraska football and that Mickey Joseph will be taking over the reins as the next head coach uh, without the interim tag uh, for Nebraska football. But until then, we'll just look at this as a, as a four-star athlete committing to Nebraska. And, I mean, they're getting a fast kid, I can tell you that much, running yeah. a sub – I, I can't remember his his numbers exactly. I know it's, I believe it's a sub 10-4-100, which is just lightning fast, especially for a guy as, as tall as he is. So I would believe that he might stay as a wide receiver, but there are people who believe that he would do better on the defensive side of things. I know he plays that defensive end position for Lincoln East as well as playing wide receiver. Um but looking at him and kind of looking at what Nebraska does and kind of the landscape of the Big Ten, unless you're going to pack the pounds on him, yeah. I don't see him right, playing yeah. defensive end in the college ranks. But a position that I do maybe see him playing with the with the ball skills that he has and the speed that he has um, and the fact that he, he's willing to be physical for the, he's playing defensive end in high school, maybe that nickel spot. Mm-hmm. Maybe he would be a perfect nickel. I don't know what his coverage skills are, but like I said, he's a he's a fantastic wide receiver. He's got the ball skills to go up and get the ball. So you would believe that with those skills and the ability to locate the ball that he would be able to kind of transition over to that nickel spot and play some some defense and, and be able to cover some of those receivers. He's got enough speed to keep up with him. He's got the, the height and the length to be able to battle with some of those tight ends. Then the only problem is putting the pounds on him, and you're not going to have to put as many on him if he's not going to you know put his hand in the dirt and play defensive end or, or be a rush end uh, a la, you know, um, O'Shawn Mathis or Garrett Nelson, but if he's if he's willing to switch over to that defensive position, I could see him being a fantastic nickel. And and I, I don't want to compare him to anybody on the roster right now, but just like the length and the size, kind of reminds you of a Javen Wright. 
even though we haven't mm-hmm. seen much of him, and I think that they should get him on the field more often. Um, that's that's kind of somebody that I would look at as maybe a a mentor at the next level if Malachi is o- is going to switch over to the defensive side. But just as a wide receiver, he's more than more than talented enough to to make a difference. Maybe not in that first year because if you look now after his commitment, that receiver room mm-hmm. for Nebraska is stacked with talent. So maybe not a first-year freshman-making-an-impact kind of guy, but definitely down the line I could see the the amount of skills that he has as a receiver paying dividends in Nebraska's favor. Well, I mean, I mean part of the reason is it's so exciting. It's 6'5", 205. Like you said, if the, you could put him in on defense, whether it be you know in the front seven or, like you're saying, kind of playing some type of nickel position. Um, but uh, obviously at Nebraska, it, it'd, it'd be great to have that sort of height on the outside too. But like you said, a lot of people project him in, in colleges we're, we're working with him at kind of the uh, edge rusher type position. So we'll see. It's, it's, it's never bad to have a guy that has a, a little bit of versatility to him. Of course, you think about uh, That's Nebraska's... a speed rusher if I ever saw one. I don't know about a, <laughs> I don't know about a bull rush, but I'm sure he'll be able to get around yeah. you. Well, and, and yeah, I think he's going to have to get a little bit bigger if he's going to play too much defensively in the front seven because um, he's pretty thin for even just for his frame. Um, but it's uh you know that's that's to be expected with those type of guys is that it'll take a few years to get them ready mm-hmm. um so you know that you know that's that's usually the what goes on with the front seven in the big ten but um you know that height at wide receiver could be very nice too and we're we're seeing it i mean it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like you have to just kind of stick to the one position obviously there's the guys playing two ways at a high school for a long time now but you look at Nebraska's most recent second round picks and Cam Jurgens he mm-hmm. came in as a tight end drafted as, as as a center Cam Taylor Brett was kind of moving all over in the backfield there and there were thoughts in his career to move him up to linebacker uh but he ends up uh, actually I think making his first uh, first uh, appearance last yesterday with the, with the Bengals uh in yes, the NFL he's so. been hurt and he played a lot of snaps he he even mentioned he wasn't expecting to play as many snaps, but he was pretty much in line with that number two corner uh, amount of snaps. So could be a battle brewing for that number two corner spot in uh, Cincinnati with Cam Taylor Britton now healthy. You like to see it. And by the way, Jamar Chase went off yesterday. Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals was pretty does. good. Uh, real quick, uh, I know I, I, we didn't get a chance to watch too much NFL just because uh, you know we're dads and you have to do stuff. Uh, but uh, you were. Uh, what do you think about this Brady and Rogers both struggling again yesterday? Usually, I, I hate to get sucked into Tory it. Samari Touri had his first catch in the well, NFL yeah, last Samari night. Samari did. Uh, but I, I hate to do this because sometimes I'll get suckered into this, and people will for years. Rogers <laughs> oh, or Brady done. has a bad week. Are they done? But it's like, you know, the, the Bucks specifically, I think they're 3-4. and four. They've got a Thursday mm-hmm. night football game against the Ravens. That This one feels kind of big. They're not going to win that game. Uh, I kind of <laughs> they're, they're definitely not going to that game. They're I, I kind of spoke, kind of talked to that on the drive earlier with AD Raff and uh, Nick. How I truly, one hundred percent, honestly believe Brady was ready to retire after last season. But the fact that he got scooped by Adam Schefter and whoever else yeah. broke the news that he was going to retire, I don't think that sat right with him. So he wanted to come back and prove, you know, maybe I do still have it. Maybe I am still that guy. And he kept saying before when he was in New England, I'm going to play till I suck. I'm going to play till I suck. Well, Brady, Mr. Mr. Brady, Mr. Tom, <laughs> this might be your last season if that's if that's exactly what you're going with. He did say earlier in the week, you know, there's no plans to retire. I'm going to play till I'm 50, blah, blah, blah. No, you're not. Okay? Relax with all that. Um, 
because Tampa Bay is going to move on from you one way or another at some point, especially with the way that things are going right now. And I understand his receivers weren't catching passes. There were a lot of drops and he put up, you know, 200 250 plus yards or however many yards he put up, but he didn't throw a touchdown. They only scored. They were only able to score three points despite having an explosive offense with a ton of weapons. So Tom Brady, I don't know if he's done for, done for, if he's falling off a cliff, but he's definitely not the same Tom Brady. And I don't know if he is going to get back to that. You know, I'll take a Wes Welker and a Julian Edelman and make them into one of the best receivers in the league type guy, even though he has a Mike Evans, a Chris Godwin, uh, whoever else is a wide receiver for the Bucks. I, I, it might be getting a lot closer to father time having the advantage over Tom Brady than Tom Brady having the advantage over father time. And in Aaron Rodgers' case... I have no idea what's going on with him. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have the greatest receiving core, first off. Right. But I don't know, man. He doesn't look good, though. I, I honestly have nothing for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, it's, you it's, don't know it, no, it's start. It's it's weird because he's still he's he's not that old. Right. He's in his he's in his late thirties. Um, I believe. Um, but. Yeah. It could be attributed to the fact that they don't have anybody at wide receiver that's really, you know, anywhere close to a Devontae Adams who is his just go-to, you know, if I need a big play, here you go, make something happen. Um, and just offensively, it's just a struggle for Rodgers and, and, and the Packers. He did lose his offensive coordinator, who turns out is not a very good head coach uh, in Denver, but... I, I truly don't know what is going on with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Well, and he, he was saying after last night he thinks that the, the season is still salvageable. If you look at both of them, too, um, it might just be more about the help around him because, I mean, they're not killing themselves with turnovers or anything. Aaron Rodgers has 11-3 to touchdown interception ratio. Brady has 8-1. to these are all-time greats. Maybe expect that you know to get better, but um, still, that's that's not bad. Uh, it's it, you know that was and that was part of the idea of Brady coming back too. It was just kind of like, well, his head coach isn't coming back. They're kind of getting older. They're losing parts of the team. Mm -hmm. well, that was the whole Dolphins' idea. It was like, hey, maybe he you know if he's going to come back, he won one with the Bucks. He did what they needed to do. Things aren't really aligning for another championship run so it's just very odd and i hope he doesn't get a divorce out of it because this it's we we, we do it's this like too much well it's just it's <laughs> so much going on in all his the life. greats we kind of did this with peyton manning where it's just it they stay one season too long and then you see they're not as great and you're like all right but tom felt like he was going to beat that and even if he didn't at least it wasn't going to end in a divorce I mean, well, this it was is, always <laughs> it was awful. always looking at tom brady like oh maybe he stayed too long and then he'll be he'll come back yeah, and, yeah. and kind of ad was telling me like you never bet against tom brady he might be find a way to figure this out and he might i mean yeah. He did that all the time in, in New England. He did that for his first couple years in Tampa. But this one feels different because it's not, f for some odd reason, he isn't playing terribly. Like, he's playing good enough to win, but for some reason things aren't working out. So it might not be his age. It might be the team around him. But if you look at the team around him, they're good. So I don't know who to blame in the Tampa Bay situation. For Aaron Rodgers, he's still good. The receiving core and somebody on the text line said, how dare you speak of Toure like that? Look, Toure had his first catch. I commend him. He's a, he's a seventh-round draft pick into the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. But he's not Devontae Adams. Yeah. So the receiving core for the Packers isn't great. The tight ends aren't great. It was his best. I don't even know who his best tight end is. The running backs <laughs> the running backs apparently aren't great as well. Like, it's just a weird set of circumstances in Green Bay that are totally different in Tampa Bay. I I 
believe this. If you were to switch Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, the Packers would have a or not the Packers, the Bucks would have a much better record. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that Rodgers. Uh, like I said, not we're not worried about the game, but they do have Buffalo coming up this week. That's so. not happening either. They're both <laughs> look for Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to go zero and two next week. Yeah, as well. even worse. Uh, so we'll kind of see, but you never know. I mean, Tom they, Brady has Wednesdays off from practice, so he'll be fresh for Thursday's yeah. game. Well, it's not just that they lost; they lost to the Panthers. They only scored three points. <laughs> they lose to the Panthers after yeah. trading away two of their best weapons. Well, Mike Evans did drop a wide open touchdown. Oh, he did. Okay, well they would have lost twenty-one to ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the game would have been a bit different, but they're not outscoring anybody too much lately. Uh, we will take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cool. We'll wrap things up and make way for the happy hour coming up next year on ninety-three-seven. The Ticket.